I can make a fake snake. You do not pee in the pool. You do you, you, you not pee in Tim Duncan. All of myself is clean. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hardmark Podcast, a show where I, the host of the Hardmark Podcast, Eric Donaldson, wrestling fan of over 30 years, makes me sound a little bit old, but that's okay. Uh, I introduce one match per episode, at least one match, maybe more, but, so, but today it's one match. Uh, to my co-host Ryan Murphy, who has never watched professional wrestling, we talk about the backstory, we watch the match, Ryan attempts to predict the winner, and then we rank that match on our ever-growing list. So the purpose of this show is twofold. First, to see what happens when someone who's never watched wrestling is introduced to its most notable matches, and secondly... As a window into the mind of my co-host, he is the man of a thousand compliments, the soul skater, the mater d' of Matt Drama, the Tampa Bay topsider, the living painting, the talent, the head honcho of hummus, Ryan Deathmatch Murphy. Ryan, how are you on this fine day today? I liked the last one. The head honcho of hummus? I did. Have you thought about that hummus? Because I've thought about that from the last episode. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Like... (laughs) I don't know if it was the crackers with the hummus or like the time, mm-hmm. but the combination was. It sticks to your rib, not like literally sticks to your ribs, but like in my brain, every once in a while I would be like, man, that hummus and chip combination was pretty good. Even though you did uh, shit all over it at the end of the episode. Uh, the hummus? Did I? You were complaining that I didn't make you salmon. Yes. That's not shitting all over the hummus. Well, but yes, I... T- you, you gave me hummus and chips today. Like, you were but clearly... I think it was because, like, this was such a long and, like, important episode. And you had not chosen to, like, do salmon this round. <laughs> I never promised salmon. You didn't. Right. So didn't there wasn't I didn't any... appreciate last time when you had salmon ready. Like Unlike you, when I promise <laughs> things, I deliver on these things. You've oh, promised me many me. things. You've promised me uh, to make me wings... In my air fryer, you've never done that. that uh, you've promised uh, that we would get rodeo burgers. You promised back in episode one that you were going to give people the tingles. You've not delivered on any of these promises that you've made. You're what, a, what are the tingles? Uh, it's where you get. It's when you get to the microphone, right? And you get real. You get real bass in your voice. So this is my Ryan Murphy voice. You get real bassy. And then you try and uh, ASMR tingle their brains. You said that was in episode one. Back in episode one, I asked you if you were going to give people the tingles. You said you would, but I think you just said yes so that I could that we change the subject. I believe that you probably said that. And you answered and I to the probably, affirmative. But I don't recall that. Now the rodeo burgers, my bad. And and root beer. I've never had root beer, and you're like, oh, I'll bring you root t- beer. You've never had root beer? Yeah. Did we discuss that? Yes, we did. I'm the one listening. You've never listened to any of these episodes back, so you're just flippantly making prom. You're like a politician, Ryan. You're just promising the world, oh, we're going to build that wall. It'll be great. Oh, yeah, Mexico will pay for it. That's fine. But then what happens when it's time to deliver? Then it's up to old Eric to really, you know, make things happen. That's really on you for not having a root beer. <laughs> it's not really my fault. Okay. What am I do, Eric? Like, <laughs> That's fair. I can't fault you for that. Um,. So we'll get we'll get right into some some stuff. Not necessarily. You, do you, what is happening? Do you it. need to move closer? What's going on? I don't on? know. It keeps falling. 
It, why is it falling? Mine doesn't move at all. Maybe because you're me. like treating it like you're George Carlin Stop. doing a bit up on stage. Maybe that's the why it's so loose. Cut this out. You make my job so much harder. Fix it in post. God, you always say that. <laughs> and then guess who? Like, it's me. You know it's me, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it takes me so long to edit these because you're just like a cat. Yeah, but all the money you're making. Scratching. Like, you know, like, <laughs> that's true. You know. That uh, sweet anchor income is... Uh, well compensating me for my time on this thing. <laughs> All right. You know what? So so the last couple episodes, as everybody's aware, but maybe you didn't get a chance to listen to them yet. If, if not, I would definitely take the time to go back to those. I think those are some of the best episodes that we've ever done. Uh, the Rumble Saga, I think, was uh, really, really good content. There were some arguments. There was also some... Uh, friendship moments as well. I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I'm sure that they exist. Uh, but now that that's in the rear view. We are back on our path. Uh, I haven't really christened this the path of blood. I don't know. The the march towards episode 30, the deathmatch episode. Who the fuck are we? You don't know what number we are? <laughs> 27. We are 28. So oh. we got two more episodes to do. You're, one more episode to do. You're well. You're not checking out of this one. I know you mentally. We're starting this one. We're in this one. We're in this one. Yeah, we're in this one. Yeah, and you got to bring your A game. You you may think that we're done with it already, Ryan. Bring my A game, episode twenty nine. What what game are we getting today for episode twenty eight? Been a long day. It's like a C game. A C game's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> don't you just say that at the end of the episode? You don't say it at the start. You're trying to entice people to okay. continue listening, okay. Ryan. So he's bringing his A game today. I'll. <laughs> I'll make sure of that. Uh, but uh, we are back on the path to the Deathmatch episode, episode 30. This is episode 28. Thanks, everybody, for listening, downloading, streaming, etc. You can find us everywhere. Find us everywhere. Like us. Subscribe to our stuff. Uh, I appreciate it. So let's, uh, let's talk about some non-wrestling stuff. But today's episode actually does factor into that Deathmatch episode 30 episode very, very closely. They are going to be tied in. Uh, and we will talk about that in just a little bit. But before we do, one subject that I wanted to mention, and maybe this will be kind of a little bit of a callback. I think it's been a while since we've formally done one of these things, but let me just warm up the pipes. Let me take a quick sip of my beverage here. Do you know where I'm going with this, Ryan? Ryan! There's nothing more that I like than a fresh cut line. I can't tell if that was loud because like that. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm trying to evaluate how loud that was. I was good. I was good. According to the audacity spikes, uh, it was very loud. Yeah. yeah so um, that'll make a good little editing bit. Um, so Orion's corner. I have a I have a topic for you today, my friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you sent me, and I'm not going to post this. So I'm just going to. I want to <laughs> smooth over any fears, or I'm, like, don't message me about it. I'm not sending this out. This was a private message between Ryan and myself. Uh, you sent me a video, which you you said was from New Year's 2019. <laughs> you sent this to me, yeah, not uh, that long ago mm-hmm. through through Facebook. Yeah, yeah, I did. I remember that. So, okay. 
Let me let me just describe to the people what what I'm seeing in this video, and then whatever information you want to then provide to them uh, is fine. So just bear with me for a moment. I'm pulling up the video right now. It was a little a little while ago. Here we go. Maybe just play it. What play the audio? Yeah, maybe just play the audio. Do you want me to play the audio? I don't think anything bad happens. But no, no, it's just good solid audio. <laughs> okay, I'm sure this is going to be really good quality audio, but here I'll. Uh, Let's see. Oh, see how much this picks up. So time. to narrate what's happening there. Mm-hmm. So initially there's a shot. Let me just, I'm going to play this and just mute it because that the noise of this thing is irritating to me. The initial shot is of you dancing, but it, I don't think you're joke dancing. I think you're really actually trying to dance, but you're dancing like a five-year-old at like a wedding, like a ring bearer would dance. Is that how you dance in I real think, life? I think... Like you do you could, know what I'm talking about? I here? do, I do. I, I yeah, I recall seeing the video. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think that was a thing. What, I think that was a flossing. Thing. I think was that what it's called? The, the hands behind the back and the yeah, but like you, that was the worst floss I've uh, ever okay. seen I mean, in my entire life. <laughs> could have been a bad floss. That was like it was my first time, Eric. It was like if someone had a broken elbow and they were trying to floss. That's what that was. I don't think I was fully like you know. You, you seem to be, uh, what were you, you were looking at something, I don't know, your your attention was diverted and you just happened to be like jump yeah, dancing yeah. around. Is this how parties are at your at your home? Is this is this a good version of what Ryan Murphy parties are? Because I, <laughs> there's, I have so many questions. This is not the Ryan that I ever get. I never get that Ryan. That Ryan never shows up. You didn't come to my rooftop party. I invited you and you didn't show up. I want that, Ryan. If would it help if we recorded this podcast on the roof? Like what's the miss what's the secret? I don't know. If you showed up for like a rooftop party every now and then, maybe you would Every now and then. You invited me to one and I didn't come. (laughs) Didn't come. I I did was this the rooftop party? Because if so, I Uh, don't feel bad about missing. (laughs) It's not the rooftop party. I yeah, this was New Year's like I think I think nineteen, yeah. Eighteen, nineteen. Probably nineteen. Just the noises that everyone's making and the the way that everyone's dancing, and I don't say this lightly, that's the whitest shit I've ever seen. Ever. This is fucking white people shit times ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> like everyone just shouting over one another, dancing with no sense of rhythm whatsoever. Uh, people falling over themselves and, and just drunken shouting, crutches, crutches for. for I mean, I'm sure there's a real a real reason behind the crutches. That's probably a legit. That was that was a, that was a real crutch, right? Like this person was. Yeah, it's not crutches. Okay, and then they and then, <laughs> then Bully pulled him off. Like, got it. Yeah, and they really yeah. fell. Got it. Uh, yeah. No, that was uh, that wasn't at our house though. That was. Um, was Greta filming? Yeah, Greta was filming. That gotcha. you could hear her in the background when she was like, "Oh my god!" I like, did. I did yeah, hear her like her melodic tones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> does it a lot. When um, why did you send this to me? 
I hadn't seen this. I sent it to, <laughs> I sent it to probably like, I'm trying to think how many people I sent it to. I forwarded this off because, because Boldy was in town and we were like at dinner and, and, and he sent it to me and I was like, holy shit, this is like, this is fucking like prime shit. This is a really good video. Like for like 25 seconds. Like, sure. So I just pass this around to fucking like everybody, like most of the people who are in that group. But <laughs> right. um, I figured I should pass it along to you too to like give you a little insight into like you know. I mean, it made me feel bad. Why? Because I don't get that. Like you never, <laughs> I've never seen you that's floss not, once. That's not that's not my fault, Eric. I again, I give you, you accept the invite next time. I invite you. I don't. I want that Ryan <laughs> on. There's a chance I'm doing my do, do you, but I don't know if I can like. I say that, from, that, but part of me doesn't want that. Yeah, I don't know if you do. Actually, <laughs> I, could, I, I, you know, if there was like recordings of conversations that night, I'm not sure. Like, like I say things I regret like a lot when I'm like at that level. Like the next morning, I'm like, oh my fucking god, like what the fuck, like all the time. Um, Good. That's perfect. So maybe like an episode 30 thing, I'll get really fucked up and like, you know. That actually, that is something I wanted to discuss at some point. For episode 30, like what are we doing? We should do something special. Yeah. (laughs) Are we we just going to get shithoused? I think think so. Okay. So we're just going to get real fucking drunk. I'll Uber over here and then I'll Uber back. Okay. I mean, we have a guest room. You can sleep in the guest room. I like sleeping in people's houses. (laughs) You prefer to sleep in their their backyard. Wait, oh, oh, the cats are with you? The cats are not with Greta? Yeah, yeah, I have the cats. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're going to take them, but like... So much responsibility. Yeah, no, seriously, like... Okay, so we're... Okay, so, but we're committing to this right now. We're yeah, we should probably be like a weekend. I mean, I guess I won't be doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> you do, I can usually do a fucking whatever, like... Uh, um, yeah, but... Yeah, Ryan, I mean, I don't, we don't have to get into it in a lot of yeah. detail, but Ryan is uh, not working uh, as of... Well, by the time we record that, he Fucking sure, quit the corporate world. That's true. What better? He's you're doing it like SLC punk style. Like, where, what better to take down the system from the inside? But then I got sick of taking it down from the inside, so now I'm back on the fucking outside. I'll system. be right back in as soon as I get another job. Right, regular Matthew Lillard over here, fucking yeah. shaggy motherfucking guy. Uh, okay, so we're gonna get real drunk. So we'll have more information. I don't know how that'll work. Hopefully, we don't forget to record anything. I might have to have like Heather eyeballing th- stuff so, I mean we've done it like twice basically sober or you've done it twice basically sober uh I would think blatantly miss it Eric come on man like yeah. like bad bad time bad times uh huh anyway <laughs> uh let's let's do one more uh quick little conversation topic before we get into our uh wrestle talk there's a couple things that I want to ask you about Actually, follow-up question for you around the dancing thing. Mm. What circumstances are you willing to dance? Uh, because clearly you were dancing there, but I think that was under the influence of alcohol. Like sober? Any, anything. Sober, under like beverages, whatever. Like what circumstances? Let's say Greta comes to you and she's like, Ryan, I want to go out dancing. What's your response? I don't know if, the, if Greta's a dancing type of gal, but... Yeah, I mean, like, we dance at, like, our work parties. Usually we're drinking there, too. Like, okay. I, like, I'm not, like, super hammered, but I'll, like, I'll go out and. So you need a couple of beverages to, like, yeah, like, like 100%. You're not... There's no way I'm, yeah, I'm not dancing sober. Okay. It's not that I don't get, like, you know, dancing's good for you, right? But it's good. Burns a lot of calories, gr- grows a lot of hair, actually. I think it's just, like, a human thing that we fucking do is, like, dance. Like, it's, like, part it... of. <clears throat> 
like being a human being like i i, I don't know like i i think you're right yeah uh for me i actually i feel weird dancing seriously like anytime i'm dancing because so and this isn't i'm not passing judgment on people who like to dance or who dance often like that's if that's your thing then go for it i feel self-conscious and stupid dancing like i think dancing is just a, a dumb thing to do so i personally do not take it seriously at all so if i do dance it's one of two things either i'm dancing as a joke so it's like joke dancing to make myself laugh or i'm like really half-assing it just to like go along with whatever's going on around me i i hear that i do i think it's the i think that's right but <laughs> but like i feel the same way like i don't dance but okay. like I don't know. Like, have you ever da- have you ever gone like you know, getting really drunk and then you just dance and you feel it. You f- just fucking feel it. Like whatever you're doing, you may not like look good. You might look terrible. Like you know, exhibit A. Like I I don't sure. think in that one I was that wasn't my I can dance better. Yeah, I would hope that that was not your apex. But like I I wonder like if people who like to go out and dance just like feel that like naturally. You know, like that's something they just like feel and that's what why people like to dance. You know. Um, I don't think that I've personally experienced that. I, I briefly, so when you asked me that question, the thing that popped in my mind, so this is, this is like, okay, for, for the record, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've said on the podcast. Well, maybe not. They, I'm sure I've said stupider, but like, this is, this is like the lamest possible version of like the old high school football player. Like, I remember <laughs> throwing the touchdown and the fucking state championship. Like, this is that, yeah. but way dumber than that. So I remember at my senior party, we went to South Center Mall. Specifically, our first stop was the Rainforest Cafe, which I don't believe exists anymore. And the, after everybody ate our buffet meal, they cleared out uh, a dance floor area of the Rainforest Cafe. And so everybody just starts dancing. And like, again, I thought it was kind of stupid, but I was like, whatever, blah, 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 blah. But I was also um, a, a little bit of uh, like a show off. Like I, I like being no, the center even. of attention, but <laughs> yeah. only on my terms, sure. not, not all the time, but yeah. only in certain yeah. circumstances. And so eventually I just started dancing and there was a dance circle that formed around me. So it was like uh. the entire senior <laughs> class, like watching me dance. And, and like, so in that moment, I can kind of get it. But at the same time, I only liked it in that moment because the all the attention was being focused on me. It wasn't because the, it wasn't the love of dance or the joy of dance. But that's probably part of it. Like the external things too, that you get attention from. It's probably what dancing is. You like, sh- yeah, like it's like animals like showing off their shit for like, you know, like, <laughs> mates or like to like you know attack other like you know people who could be like other potential you know what i mean like that's part of dancing like you just get something out of it i suppose when i think of dancing though i think of like really crowded sweaty clubs where like you can't pick out one individual person out of it like it's all just sort of like this wave of flesh and sweat everywhere and like that's just not appealing to me for, for multiple reasons. A, yeah, I don't yeah, like being yeah. unclean. And B, just I, if I am going to be doing something like that, I want the attention to be focused on me until I no longer want it. And then I will... There might know. be a different reason they're all fucking like... I mean, I, you're, I feel like you're describing like a, like a rave. Yeah, when I think of dancing, I think <laughs> a lot of, of ecstasy, that, scene, like, that scene in The Matrix 2 where it's do, all do underground. It, do, or do ecstasy and like... Trinity, Trinity, and, yeah. Trinity and Neo are hooking up. <laughs> 
There's a song that's like popping Mor- into my head right Morpheus now. Morpheus is jerking it in the corner. Uh, you know, that scene. Everyone remembers it. Uh, the video, like, Call On Me. Call On, call on Me. I know that song. Oh, God. What? I don't remember the it's video. Like, it's just like. What were they doing? Should I look this up? I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, go ahead and look it up. All right. It's a bunch of women doing, like, yoga or uh, not, maybe not yoga. A <laughs> uh, bunch of women doing yoga. Very, very sexual video. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Uh, Call on me. Oh, okay. You're right. It was. It is women doing like jazz or something. Yeah. But there was like a there was a video. There was a like protest and uh, some country just. Holy shit! She's wearing a thong. Oh, they all are. Yeah, yeah. Um. Wait. So this is what you think of when you think of dancing? (laughs) That's what you're saying. I mean, have you are you listening to the song? The it's just it's a crazy. I haven't heard this for so long. I was like, holy shit, this is like Probably this is what gets you going. Like, I mean, we this. don't have the rights to this, but I'll play it briefly here. Let's... Yeah, I know the song. That's a lot of butt cheek for a music video. It is. It is. This yeah. this okay. I mean, there's nothing about. I mean, they are. It's not the music video, Eric. It's the song. Oh, so the song makes you. The song makes you want to dance. Okay, got it. Just... Uh, have you? <laughs> Are you are you ever mad about songs? Yeah, how so? Like, do you ever get mad when you hear? Sir, I've been mad a couple times when I've heard uh, Journey. Wow, uh, Journey's like Journey. Like, I remember one time I walked into a bar in uh, when I was living in Lake City, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a shitty. It was among the shittiest bars I've ever been in. Lake City, life. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's there's nice bars in Lake City. There's bars I really like. I generally speaking, I really like Lake City. But there was one bar in particular that was just a fucking shit show. And I remember Journey came over the jukebox, and everybody just starts you know singing along. Just a small town girl, and, and it's just Good like, time, like you know how many fucking times you've all heard this song. <laughs> you can't possibly be that fucking excited to hear this again. Like you can no, though, you can. They were. They fucking were, oh, but, but like on. I think that they caught me at the wrong point because ordinarily I would just brush that shit off. Maybe if I was like, drunk enough, I might go along with it. Uh, but just in that moment, I was just pissed. I was like, "Fuck you! You can't be this." Intrigued. That's a good when everyone like gets in on it. That's that's a good time. Like you just you just, then you then you fucking feel it. whatever song it is. Eric, I can't believe you'd be so negative about this. Well, song. I mean, if they would all shut up and let me sing. <laughs> Right. And then clear like, the dance floor for you. Clear the dance floor for me. Give me some attention. Give me the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> me. Look at me. That's what I hate about karaoke at bars. I fucking hate that shit. If the bar's singing journey, fuck yeah. Like, but if one person is up on stage with karaoke journey, yeah. I want to fucking leave. Like, it's t- I like not my thing. Have you ever done karaoke? No, and I I get that I I get that people like being up there mm-hmm. and they want to sing and it's fun. It's just like there's no, there's no like experience. There's just someone like doing karaoke at a bar. Like the whole bar's going. Fuck yeah! yeah. Like that's that's a good time. Like, sure. My opinion. Uh, I I there, don't. So I, I'm fine with karaoke as long as it's understood that like this is an informal thing. We don't all have to shut the fuck up as you're singing. As long as that's like known and you're not taking yourself too fucking yeah. seriously, then go don't, for it. I want to make it clear because I'm gonna come on like a huge asshole here. I don't yeah. like hate on karaoke. I get that people like to and like there's a it there. There's a spot for it for sure. Like, don't. It's fine. I just. But you're asking me to compare the two. Come on. It's not even close. Come on. What, close. what are we comparing? Dancing versus karaoke. The whole bar going off on one oh, song. Okay. You get like a Blink One Eight Two song. The whole bar's going fucking nuts. 
or karaokeing it, uh-huh. it's the bar, like you know, or a jerk, whatever it is. Like, I guess I, I mean, I, I can't think of a situation where a, a, an entire bar has broken to Blink One Eighty Two. I, I mean, oh come on, what I don't know, bars you're you're frequenting that this is happening. I feel like this is happening more because, like, you know, the older you get, like. The, the, they play more nostalgic music now. You get some blank and like people go. Sure. All the small things. People just get riled the fuck up. How old are you? You garage band it. You would have been like, God, like what? Eight, eight nine. Oh, what a piece of shit you are. <laughs> anyway, we have a karaoke machine. Maybe that'll be an episode 30 thing. We'll sing some songs. We'll uh... I'm gonna fucking leave. <laughs> it'll just be you. All the attention will be on you, Ryan. You don't have to share any of it. Yeah, I love attention. It'll all be for you. It'll be fine. Uh, okay, one other really quick thing. I don't think this will take very long, but I wanted to get your opinion. So normally, um, you know, speaking as the host, speaking of sort of the moral compass of this program, um, I'm the normal one typically. You're the weird one. Okay. I think we could all agree on that. That's the moral compass, right? Yeah. As the moral compass. Peeing yeah. in pools. Yeah. Um, you know, what else? Uh, what other things do we do? Uh, snakes. Just snakes in general. You're right. weird and I'm normal. We can all settle on that. Uh, I want to ask you a question. So this is the thought that I have. So I've been, uh, you know, when I, I've been lately, I've been checking the mail in the evenings because I, I forget to do it until like, you know, nighttime. And so then I'll do it. I'll pitch you a scenario and I just want to get your thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. So I was checking the mail. This was at 9 p.m., right? So nighttime, I think that's pretty acceptable. This was a nighttime event. And I heard some rustling in the bushes next to where I was getting the mail from. Because mm-hmm. my, my mailbox bank, I think that's what you call it, uh, is next to sort of like some shrubs and whatnot. And I heard this this rustling, and I sort of paused for a moment. And my first uh, concern was raccoon. So that was the first thought that went through my brain. And then I stopped, I paused for a second, and I was like, hmm, I think it's too early for raccoons. So that, so that I just proceeded forward, got the mail, Went back in my house and that was the end of it. But th- then I started like sort of like second guessing myself. So in your opinion, Ryan, how late is raccoon late? Is 9 p.m. Is, so are they, my, are they nocturnal? Like is that like a nocturnal? Yeah, they're a nocturnal. Have yeah. you not had run-ins ra- with raccoons? I, I have, before? but I didn't I didn't like realize this was like a day and night thing. I have a picture of a raccoon on my phone. <laughs> Fucking huge one. When we had the house. Oh. It was late. Yeah, I guess it was late. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I thought you just like had a picture of a random ass raccoon. Oh no, no, no. Like it was it was impressively sized. Sure. Yeah. I don't like raccoons. Some people are like into their human like hands and their faces, but I yeah. fucking can't stand raccoons. Mm. They're the worst. Very uh, aggressive. Um, I don't know how late raccoons is. <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. So I, in my mind, and this could be, could be completely bullshit, but I just, I thought it was interesting the way that my mind worked in that moment where I basically thought it through and I was like, you know what? It's, it's not impossible for a raccoon to be up right now, but I bet that 9 p.m. for a raccoon is like 5 a.m. So what only like you, the real go-getter <laughs> raccoons would be up at this time. What hour. did you think it was that was like safer than a raccoon? Probably like a cat. Uh, There's a lot of stray cats that... Uh, cats are kind of vicious too. Like Yeah, cat. but they're going to run... I mean, I'm not chasing the cat. I'm just going to get... like it's. I don't know if raccoons are timid or not. I don't know. I don't know a lot about them. They're just big. 
Like uh, big, rac- small animals. Like <laughs> I mean, raccoons are more aggressive than cats. So I'll tell you a quick raccoon story that I have. I remember one time, uh, this was also in the evening. I think it was like 11 or 12, which is prime raccoon time. That's like their, their commute hours is, you know, 11, 12 o'clock at night. But I remember I was pulling into a parking spot at an apartment complex. And then the parking spot happened to be directly in front of like a, a trash bin, mm. like the communal trash area. And I remember there was this raccoon standing right next to it. And I'm in my car, which, you know, it's safe. It's a view. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm safe. I'm not in any, any concern, but this raccoon turns and sees, you know, my headlights on my car and it starts squaring up with my car, like aggressively. As if it's going to start, like, attacking my car. Mm. And, like, of course I didn't get out. But I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with these goddamn animals? Yeah, like, yeah. if you thought that, that that my car was, like, another beast out in the wild, why would you pick a fight with my car? So, A, they're stupid. But, B, yes, they are They are more, like, a cat would never do that. A cat would never, like, see, like a cat would just run away. Yeah. Whereas a raccoon will, like, fight you if provoked. Or even not have provoked. If it just sees you and it's like, hey, fuck off. I think that neighborhoods like trap raccoons. I feel like we had one that like got trapped. Like they were like, we have to get this out of here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like animal control needs to come and get this raccoon. Um, I've seen one around my house before while I was out driving. But yeah. uh, not there- since then. But I... I would freak the fuck out if I saw a raccoon. Like if you I would, just kick it though, like <laughs> you could just like kick the raccoon. You could say that about any animal. Yeah, I, no, but they're like they are. They're big. They are big, but they're like they're like big cats. Yeah. Like so, you could just. It's not gonna. I I don't think if it got kicked. Yeah, but they have rabies and shit. Like if they bite yeah, you, that's a big. I mean, pain yes, in the I mean, you should probably go to the doctor after you got attacked by a raccoon. But like, it's not gonna like. Well, I don't think I'm going to die. Yeah. I'm not worried about death, but, but like, it would still be a significant inconvenience in my life. I mean, you life. brought the whole fucking thing up, like... Yeah, I did. I, I just... I, raccoons don't... Sk- I, I'm like, that's an interesting creature out there. Like, you don't see raccoons all the time. Take a picture and move on with my life. But you brought it up, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but what I was asking was, how late is raccoon late? I don't fucking know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking look it up. Uh, let me. I'm pulling up a picture right now of raccoon teeth. These fucking chompers. That's that would be bad, my friend. That would be very bad. Look at that. That could do some fucking damage. That's yeah, more substantial than a stray cat. I don't just. I just don't know how vicious they are. I don't. I have no idea. Maybe. Vicious. I would you like? I'd be more scared of running to like a porcupine. Like <laughs> <laughs> what the, the fuck? What do you mean? Or like, or like a skunk, or like a skunk. Then, like those two would be more concerning to me than than running into a fucking raccoon. Like, like I, would, just, I wouldn't. Like, are we just lo- thinking of any animal now, or are we thinking of animals that we? There's can- skunks around here, so it's your thing. Yeah, skunks exist, but like you'll just be stinky. They won't harm you. They'll just spray you. Yeah, but I don't think a raccoon's. I think you're like. I think you're scared of raccoons. So you're thinking that like raccoon was squaring up against you, but he's probably just like. No, he was. He was. He was. No, oh, don't you try to gaslight just, me, Ryan. I'm just fucking saying, like. I'll fucking call my ex girlfriend right now and she'll verify this goddamn story. I okay. swear to fucking Christ. That's, that raccoon yeah. turned mm. its whole body. So it was not facing where my car was parking. It turned its whole body. Its shoulders were like back. Like it was looking all fucking diesel. Like, 
you know, jacked up like the rock. And then it started like shifting its weight from paw to paw, like back off, motherfucker. Like it was clearly trying to. My cat does that all the fucking time. To you? It's they're kneading. They're doing that. I don't. I you know what? I'm not a raccoon expert. I don't know if they're doing the same thing. But, Eric, did you fucking, like, hit the gas and speed off? Like I pulled into a parking spot. I just sat there and waited for it to fucking vamoose. How long did it take to lose interest? I don't know. Like, 30 seconds? Okay. I just think you're, like, have, like, a phobia of raccoons. Like... I don't think that you have enough of a fear of raccoons. I think that there's... It's okay to be... Listen. A markomaniacs. Don't... If, if, if you have a rational respect for raccoons to give them a wide berth as you should don't let ryan make you feel like a bad person for it all i'm saying is if you see a raccoon maybe don't come up and try and pet it like ryan's trying to you know encourage you to do you should avoid raccoons (laughs) you just saw its teeth don't make me out as a guy who pets raccoons you're a fucking raccoon petting water splish splashing on your face just weird guy you should be maybe not again not afraid of raccoons, but respect the raccoon. I never said I didn't respect. They'll raccoons. cause damage to you if you're not careful. You're saying there's other things I like more concerning. Like you said, porcupine and skunk. Porcupine. When would you ever see a fucking porcupine? I don't know. You wouldn't. Is I don't the answer, know. Ryan? I that wouldn't know. happen. So yes, I would also be. Uh, I would no. I would actually be more concerned about a raccoon than a porcupine. Know, because porcupines, those are that's a defensive needle. Like the, it uses those to. What like, do you think the raccoon was doing? He's getting defensive. No, but they're overly defensive. They're they're they're. <laughs> you can't, that's unfair. They're like an off, no, but a porcupine's gonna run away. Like the the needles, the spines are there. So if it like gets grabbed, it's like, ow, my fucking hand. Like I'm not going to. Grab. I can't attest to that. I don't know what they shoot on. Raccoons will charge you. Porcupines will not. And I'm sick of your bullshit, Jack Hanna, I'm an animal expert. Well, no, you're thing. acting like a fucking porcupine expert right now. You're, you're trying to invalidate my <laughs> raccoon story. And I just, I'm telling you that raccoons will fight you <laughs> if provoked. But nine o'clock, you're probably safe. All the raccoons are waking up. They're using little human hands to wipe all the human <laughs> sleep out of their eyes, getting ready for their day. They're having their raccoon coffee out of their raccoon Keurigs. Uh, but if you're out there at 11, whew. You're on your own, taking your life into your own hands. Noted. Thank you. You're welcome. You're very <laughs> welcome, Brian. You're very welcome. Let's talk about wrestling. Let's do it. Are you ready to talk about wrestling? Yes, I am ready to talk about okay. I put my hand up his butt and I said that. So. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, so now, as we noted before, we have completed the Rumble Saga. We, we are done with that. Yeah. We, we saw Ric Flair uh, enter the WWF. Fuck that. He is now shit. Okay. No, I'm just I'm still a little bummed. I I missed that. Oh yeah, that you picked Roddy Piper. Yeah, no, it's a little bummer. Still a sore spot. Uh, it should be, but maybe yeah. you can come back and redeem yourself. I don't know. That would have been a big one to take, and I. I had I thirty it. men. Yeah, that would have been a, quite the feather in your cap. But we will probably watch at least uh, another one or two Royal Rumble, so you'll get the chance to redeem yourself in the future. Now we are preparing for the Deathmatch episode, episode 30, uh, Ryan's birthday wish. So in preparation for that Deathmatch episode, let's revisit one of the men who's going to be featured pretty prominently in that show. So a man that we've seen once before, his name is Jack Foley, but now he has emerged as the dangerous and unhinged 
Cactus Jack. Uh, So we last saw Jack, again, wrestling as Jack Foley, back in episode 20, The Lightning Round, Ryan's favorite episode of all time, as one of the six matches that we watched in that show. So if you remember, that match is currently number 15 in our list of 33. Uh, Most notable for Jack Foley wrestling in his second ever professional wrestling match, getting his jaw broken with a wicked clothesline from the Dynamite Kid, and he wrestled the rest of that match unable to close his mouth. Do you remember that? Yes. Do you? Yep. Are you doing the thing where you just say No, that? no, 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 no. You remember the... I thing? do. Okay. This, um, this is part of the string of... The uh, lightning round. Yeah, yeah. Where we watched six, six matches. Six yeah. Yes. I do. Okay. Yeah, so he's the guy who could not close his mouth after <laughs> he got clotheslined. So that's Jack Foley, now known as Cactus Jack. So that match that we watched before, that was from 1986, but our match today is going to play, take place in 1992, which, wouldn't you know it, is also the same year that the uh, Royal Rumble match that we watched uh, before mm. took place in. But this is a different company. This is WCW, your favorite good old-fashioned TNT wrestling, my friend. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so what has Jack been up to since we saw him six years ago? Well, I'm going to tell you. Mostly, he's been making a name for himself on the independent wrestling scene as a dangerous unhinged madman willing to cause himself pain just for the opportunity to harm his opponents and so kind of leading up to this match i was doing a little bit of cactus jack research i actually watched an interview that he did uh, and he said the quote i'd rather hurt a man than love a woman and i think that that's a pretty good uh oh shit (laughs) interesting quote that's a yeah yeah i think that that might sum up the Cactus Jack character. It's better than, like, I'd rather hurt a woman than love a woman. Like <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. But still interesting. Yeah. Yes, it is it is better than that. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I thought it was going that direction. <laughs> so as the deranged Cactus Jack, uh, he traveled all over the world, including uh, several tours of Africa. Do you have any guesses, Ryan? So when he traveled to West Africa, do you, do you have any guesses for how much he made on a six-week tour of West Africa? And this would have been late 80s. Six um, weeks. 450000 450000 Yeah. That's a good guess. Uh, $480. <laughs> I, wasn't, I, I knew it was going to be either really low, which I thought... I guess I yeah I probably overestimated that. <laughs> Super pro wrestling. Like, um, uh, so four fifty, four hundred fifty, four hundred eighty. Four four eighty for six weeks in Africa. What, what? Just how much would you make in the U.S. doing the same thing that in that same time frame? Yeah, uh, more much? more than that. Like forty eight hundred dollars or. For oh, you're putting the hundreds in. I I'm mean, just curious, like what that. So he how, was. He this seems like a statement about how little you get paid, like in Africa. For you should well, at I least mean, have a comparison here. Oh gosh, I didn't expect this question. So let's see. So this was would have been late '80s independent wrestler. He probably would have been making like a couple hundred bucks per show. Okay. Back then, how long was he in Africa? Sorry, I'm... this was a six week tour. And how did he? So he just he basically just. So I don't know how many shows he he wrestled yeah. within those oh. six weeks, but he was there for six weeks. Is, and, is West Africa like a big wrestling? Like uh, I think they were trying to. So 
I was reading a little bit of his autobiography actually leading up to this. So the the people that were in charge were trying to sort of like do things to kind of curry favor with the people. They had this traveling pro wrestling show that they had organized that they flew all these guys in. They had one of their own homegrown talents named Power Yudi uh, that was beating all the American wrestlers and whatnot. And then as soon as he came back, uh, the government was overthrown. And so, uh, yeah. Huh. So, no, the, the answer to your question is no, it's not a, a hotbed for, for pro wrestling or anything like that. But, you know, I think of like, I'm trying to think of my geography, West African countries. <laughs> I know like up top, you got like Nigeria and South Africa and like, you know. Uh, isn't, uh, oh gosh, more, I did a report in seventh grade on West Africa. Not in West Africa, Af- one country. I think it was mm. Mauritania. See, that's the country that I would just, you know, not. I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Either way, I sound like a real idiot. Uh, but anyway, 480 bucks. So just, again, a little bit of flavor for you around the Cactus Jack uh, circa 1980, whatever it would have been. Uh, so over time, Jack further developed his character. He was briefly not at his... This was not his idea, by the way. But he was briefly christened as Cactus Jack Manson to kind of give him a psychopathic edge, sort of tie in with the Charles Manson uh, sort of connection there. Uh, eventually, his wild brawling style caught the eye of WCW, aka TNT Wrestling, and Ryan Speak. Uh, it was <laughs> it was there that he developed his signature "bang bang" catchphrase, uh, which started as an off the cuff reference to Love Shack from the B fifty twos. Do you know you know that that song right? Love Shack. Love Shack. Yeah, yeah. Shack. Do Do you know where the "bang bang" part would have come from? No. So, I don't know much about that song. <laughs> <laughs> Towards the end of the song, uh, when they're talking about the Love Shack and, and somebody mm-hmm. trying to get into the Love Shack, it's like, bang, bang, bang on the oh, door, yeah, baby. Yeah. Like that, that bit. Mm-hmm. So there was a match that he was wrestling where he, for whatever reason, that lyric popped into his brain. And so he goes up to the cameras and he's like, bang, bang, bang on the door, baby. Like he said that. And eventually, he just shortened it to bang, bang, and he'd do little finger guns. And so that was kind of his signature catchphrase uh, in his time as Cactus nice. Jack. So, yeah, a yeah, little, little backstory there. So also, to kind of tie in with our, our previous couple of episodes, so after Ric Flair jumped ship from WCW to the WWF, the WCW was desperate for top quality bad guys to feud with their main hero star, Sting. So we last saw Sting um, taking on Ric Flair in a match that is currently ranked number 29 out of 33. So you loved it, is the short answer. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sting had face paint, kind of blonde, crew cut. Mm-hmm. You'll probably remember him when we, when we see him. Uh, so Cactus Jack, even though he was relatively unproven, He was trusted to deliver as a competent foe for Sting based on his size, his unique in-ring style, and his unorthodox but captivating interview skills. So very kind of different interview style, but one that it was hard to kind of take your eyes off of. So Sting and Cactus Jack would feud off and on over the course of the year, eventually leading to the match that we're going to be watching here today. So the match that we're watching takes place on June 20th, 1992 at the Beach Blast pay-per-view. And so this mm. match is a falls count anywhere match, which means that there are no countouts, no disqualifications, and you can pin your opponent anywhere rather than just inside the ring. About fucking time, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? 
feel like these guys dodged the ring to get outside of the... It's strategic, but, like, give me a break. Like, pin them anywhere. Oh, look, so, okay, that's... Okay, now that you mention that, so you've expressed um, anger when when men have, have ducked outside of the ring to kind of catch a breather and whatnot. You've always... You, you've been mad whenever that's happened before. So now you like this because... There is no place to run or hide. Is that is that what I'm getting? I do. From this? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there you go. So yeah, the pin you can pin anybody anywhere. Uh, so Cactus Jack had actually competed in one of these false count anywhere matches previously. He had sort of established it as his specialty. Uh, that previous false count anywhere match had ended in a horse stable. Nice. A little fun <laughs> fact for you. <laughs> uh, and so several weeks before this match. Sting had actually suffered broken ribs at the hand of famous Boy Meets World star Big Van Vader. Ah, uh, my guy. Your, your, your fella. My guy. Uh, and so in the aftermath of that, after Sting had his ribs broken, that's when Cactus challenged the weakened Sting to this match with the heroic Sting valiantly accepting the challenge. And so that is the buildup to our match here today. Any thoughts, questions, concerns? Um... I feel like I did have one, but it slipped my mind. So the Sting thing or no? We haven't really talked a whole lot about Sting this episode, but we've seen him before. He's a he's a good guy. I think it was the horse stable. Have you, have, there was a horse stable match? Well, it was a false count anywhere match that happened to go in. There must have been a horse stable near the Nearby. arena. That's Who where you, so where you the, can't pin up, but you can run or something, right? Wait, what are you saying? Like there was a there was a wrestling match and they they could run to the horse stable and get pinned there? <laughs> Yes, that's exactly you got it's your your ability to listen to what I'm saying is just it's it's impeccable. I feel like that that's might right. not be it. Is it that was, is that true? No, it, oh, absolutely. Oh, oh. It was a run to the horse stable and pin your opponent match. Just that's what it was Christ. called, Ryan. So, no, no it, so <laughs> that the previous match was false count anywhere. So again, you can pin I could pin you in the women's restroom right, if I wanted right. to, but I don't know where this was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, there was a horse stable near the arena, so they were able to sort of just fight and meander their way over there, and so the match happened to end in this horse stable. Oh, shit, so that's exactly what I said. Well, yeah, well, you made it sound like they were specifically going to the horse stable to, like, that's where the match needs to end. It just happened to end there. Okay. And and so in this match, you're going to hear them say... Beach. So this is a beach blast. Tampa Bay? No, uh, too bad. <laughs> I don't know. It's not in Tampa Bay. I don't remember where it that's is. Right. We'll find out. But um, you're here. You're gonna. And I'm gonna actually just set this expectation right now because you're gonna hear the commentators over and over and over say "Falls Count" anywhere on the Gulf Coast. They don't fucking go to the Gulf Coast. It. They do go outside of the ring, but they stay in the arena. They do not go anywhere totally fucking wacky. So just don't get your hopes up that that's high. A, that's a, okay. So it's a bummer, but just something to yeah. keep in mind. So they are not going to go to the beach. You could really bump this match up. <laughs> but you never, maybe episode twenty nine. There'll be a, a falls count anywhere yeah. in the sand. You never, you never can tell. Uh, but the last thing I want to do before we actually take our brief commercial break, uh, I'm going to show you a really quick uh, promo that Cactus Jack did leading up to this match. And I think I remember which one it is. Let's take a look here. So this promo. Basically, Cactus was threatening Sting. Uh, and you can see in the little screenshot we have up there in front of us, he's holding a wooden crate. Snake in a set. 
snake in it. It's a, it's an empty crate. There's nothing in the crate. crate. No raccoon. Right? No, no, no. But the the crate is a is a, a metaphor. You see, oh, okay. the the crate represents Sting's ribs. And so you're going to see in, in just a few moments after Cactus Jack, you know, delivers his uh, verbiage about how what he's going to do to Sting and how he's going to beat Sting up and that whole thing. Uh, Cactus Jack is going to, and I, I'll, let, I'll let you figure out how he does this, but he's going to basically um, show Sting what he's going to do to his already damaged ribs via this well, wooden going to break ribs or something. So, so I fucking hate that. Like. I'll just let you know, yep. after Cactus Jack does this, mm-hmm. and if you're looking for it, you can pretty much see, he kind of fucked himself up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'll just say that. We'll watch the promo, uh, and, uh, and we'll just see what you think. Oh, Mobile, there you go. You will see there Alabama. The champion oh, of the world, Sting, to, to yeah. take on Cactus Jack in a match where falls count anywhere on the Gulf Coast. But I'd like to, I know we're going to be talking about that matchup, but what's the significance of these wooden crates? I want Sting to take a good look. The face from your past. I'm not alone, Sting. You see, I brought company. Something that belongs to you. These are your ribs. And they don't feel good, do they? No. And I know that because I was there the night they were broken. And you can lie to the public all you want and say you're 100%, but I know that you're still on the mend. So you look in the mirror and you ask yourself a question. Are you sure you're 100%? Are you sure you're ready to look into these eyes and wrestle Cactus Jack in a match where falls count anywhere? In my playground, up and down the Gulf Coast of the United States, it's one week from today, Sting, and you admit it. You admit the fear in your eyes. You admit that maybe you're not up to it. Because I'm Cactus Jack. These are your ribs. And this is your future. Wooden crate there. Oh! What the fuck? Ladies and gentlemen, he, let's go to the ring. Do you try to headbutt it? Or? Good Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest, it is set for one fall. Introducing first from Venice Beach, California. Uh, what did he try to do? He just he fell on it. Uh, yes, to answer, to answer your question, he attempted to do basically a headbutt. Uh, like a diving, just sort of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, but yes, just basically a face-first fall through the wood was this like a blooper that goes down in history in like WWE or no? It doesn't WCW. really get talked about all that much. That's that was fucking bad. That was because he was doing what he was trying to do. Like he was trying to, I'm going to headbutt this wooden crate. It looked like he fell down. It didn't even look like he got down to like headbutt it. It looked like he just fell and missed and pushed the box a little bit forward. No, his face hit the box. It didn't. Uh, let's let's go back. Let's, let's look at it again. Yeah. Let's take a look on it. All right, so now that we rewatched it, yeah, it's still pretty fucking bad. Like <laughs> pretty bad. So, it, I did the first time. I honestly thought he slipped. Okay, yeah, and like like missed and just kind of right, which is uh, not he, what happened. He did he did what he was trying to do. But as a first time viewer, that's the impression that I got, Eric. Well, you're not good at watching things. We've already established <laughs> that. You think that, fa- like, that snakes are fake all the time, and you you, the, the first thing you claim go, that there's the camera cuts when there are clearly no camera cuts. When you're, I saw you're that, and you're, like, and you're like, no, that's not what happened. I was like, shit, like that was maybe like a snake thing. Like I missed it the first time, but the second time I watched it wasn't great either. He like, he, I mean, he did like 
Okay, he tried to hit it. He did hit it. He did hit it, but like it was just not like a great. I mean, why didn't he just like take it and just like headbutt it? I'm sure if he had to do it over again, he would not have done the floor. Like so, what he did was he was moving at such velocity down, so he did break the front of the, the the boards that were in this wooden crate. But then his head actually went through and bounced off of the the. Uh, platform that they were on which Did you don't really film see. this like at the same time or is this because they, they go right to the match right i think that they filmed like it was one right after the other i think it was a live he looks like he has a concussion like yeah he tried to get back up to his feet and he couldn't because he was like basically stunned himself yeah, like worse than a concussion like like he had a concussion and right. he had like brain yeah. damage he writes in the book that i, when I was <laughs> oh, reading, he wrote a fucking book after like yeah without a reading well, how after. was the book like <laughs> it was really good you know, as long as you ignore all the spelling mistakes and everything it was fun yeah. uh, uh but, but no he basically was like yeah i knocked myself out and then jim ross the comment the guy doing right. the interview had to like cover for me and be like what a dangerous man all right, what a, I, I respect that i respect yeah. that he got yeah. but like i um yeah i just don't know why he chose to go about it that way he felt like there's so many other ways he could have gone about he just like anyone can fucking break a board if they just fall on it with their head i've seen a lot of cactus jack matches he doesn't that's not a move that he does yeah like he what he does in a lot of his matches is he like runs and like will elbow somebody so i don't know why he didn't do just that (laughs) uh instead he just (laughs) he just felt yeah I thought you were gonna like he was gonna like maybe like cut himself or something like something small, but he like right. he, like really like it's one of the most dangerous injuries you could like, just like fell on his fucking head like mm-hmm. um, yeah was, right okay. good intro so so there you go but uh, so that's that's the match uh, just to kind of set expectations for everybody so currently Ryan's record is at seventeen and sixteen um, so we'll see how this goes one more thing he yeah. presumably came out after this. Who's uh, Cactus yeah, Jack? Yeah, like surely this was filmed the same day. Same day as the match we're gonna watch. Yeah, no. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were saying because no. So he's when he's doing this promo. I mean, this was probably taped a month before the match. Oh, all right. yeah. <laughs> Something <laughs> yeah, no. right out after that. that no, was... no, no. Okay, all right. No, it's not yeah. uh, not same day or anything like that. But okay, so Ryan's record seventeen and sixteen. He is on a one match. You can call it a losing streak, but he he lost his last match. So we'll see if he turns it around or if he's going to slip slide down to that five hundred mark that he's oh so desperate to avoid. Uh, with that said. We're going to take our quick commercial break. We're going to watch that match. I'm going to post that link on our social media channels. Check it out if you get the opportunity. And we will see you in just a little bit. Bye. Hello, everybody. It is Eric, and I'm back with a couple more podcast recommendations for you. The first suggestion that I have is pessimism at its finest. I sat down with Alexandria and we talked all things wrestling. The highlight of our conversation may have been when she disclosed how, as she was a little girl, she actually wrote a letter to God hoping that she would marry Triple H someday, which, I mean, who who hasn't been there before, right? We also discussed having John Cena follow her on Twitter, the Total Divas reality show, and my thoughts on The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. So definitely check it out. Pessimism at its finest. You can find it everywhere that you find the Hardmark podcast. You can also find all the other episodes that Alexandria has done. 
plenty of content around The Bachelor. There's also some really interesting interviews that she's done, including one uh, with a food photographer. So if you've ever been interested in you know, how that whole world works, how do you prep the food to make it look as delectable as possible, again, that is pessimism at its finest. Check it out everywhere that you listen to Hard Mark. Also... I had the honor and the privilege of appearing on Coey's Questions, and it was a little bit of a departure for me. I actually was not being asked about professional wrestling. I was being asked about the great state of Washington. So on this season of Coey's Questions, they're actually talking to one representative from each state, and they're attempting to determine which state has the coolest stereotype. So I did my absolute best to represent proudly Washington State. I hope that I did everybody justice, but you may need to check it out for yourself just to verify. We talked about the Seattle Freeze. We talked about Lutefisk. We talked about coffee, craft beer. I shit a little bit on the state of Oregon. I apologize. I love you, Oregon. It just came out heat of the moment you understand how it can be but even after you've heard my episode with courtney and her co-host jay i would encourage you check out all the other states maybe you've spent some time in hawaii and you want to see hey let's see if the stereotypes that they're talking about match up with my experience maybe you just really hate new hampshire and you just want to validate all the things that you already thought about that cursed state whatever the case may be i encourage you check out uh, not only the washington episode that is nearest and dearest to my heart but check out all the other episodes and if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong but i believe that the voting begins soon so you can actually contribute to the conversation you can make a difference on which state ends up winning i promised that washington would at least get through the first round so please help me in that goal but definitely check it out that is coey's questions and i'll even spell that out for you is c-o-i-e-s coey's questions uh, and to help you out even that much further because i'm a very gracious person a very giving podcast host you can find the links to both of those on the instagram page for hard mark so check out both of those episodes i'd really appreciate it let's show the world the collective power that the hard mark brand has behind it so listen to Pessimism at its finest. Listen to Coey's questions. Would really, really appreciate you checking both of those out. And with that said, so let's go ahead. Let's jump into the second part of Hard Mark. Thanks, everybody. The champion of the world. Drops the belt. Drops it. The robe. And they're ready to get it on. Here at Beach Blast. 92. Out of the outside. Boy, I've never seen anything like this. We are back, uh, live and in living color. Thank you for sticking with us past that beautiful, beautiful commercial break. Uh, so we just watched Cactus Jack versus Sting. Um, we'll just start with my usual question. Did you like the match? I did. I did like the match. I actually liked it a lot, yeah. Good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I, solid, solid, wholesome fucking match. Like, how that's do you what mean? wrestling should be. Every how, match should be something. Like, what do you mean wholesome? Wholesome in like the wrestling sense. Not in the word sense. I don't understand. I still don't understand what you mean. Like, when I think of a 1992 wrestling match, that's what I think of. Like, a good, wholesome, like, 
two guys really like really going at like authentic not too like over like the top production wise like okay kind of has that little bit of a backyard feel but like you know backyard feel grandma's in the ring are you talking about is this a is this a southern wrestling thing is that what you're getting at here I don't know. I didn't until the end. I didn't really think much, but like it had it had it throughout. Like it's just Mm -hmm. because to be fair, the past at least four matches, maybe even more, have been from 1991, 1992. They've all been from that same. But they didn't have that feel. Well, this was 1992 feel. So this was your your precious TNT wrestling. This Mm -hmm. was your W. This was WCW, not WWF, which is what we have been watching the past few. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Which WWF had a little bit more production value. It was a little bit more pizzazzy, for uh, lack of a better word. So this was a little bit more down and dirty. Yeah, no snakes. Yeah, no snakes. uh, No, no fancy CGI camera cuts to you know get us away from the snake. Just all. You know, no conc- urns, you know, like yeah, yeah, no, no urns, just all concrete and uh, yeah, and yeah. men on men. So let's talk about the match a little bit. Uh, we'll leave you in the suspense of whether or not Ryan got the prediction right or not. We'll save wave that to the end. Uh, but as far as our match notes, so we saw a little brief highlight of Cactus Jack versus uh, Van Hammer. You don't need to know who that is uh, in that horse stable fight. So we did see see that. Brief cameo from Abdullah the Butcher, who we've actually talked about in the show before. Cactus Jack, he makes his entrance to the funeral march. Uh, then he And so there was a bit where he's kind of jaw-jacking a little bit with the referee because the referee is trying to be like, hey, get in the ring. And Cactus Jack is like, no. And so he's just waiting for Sting. And so when Sting comes out, it's like, you want to do it on the ramp? We're going to do it on the fucking ramp. He's like on his knees in the beat. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, I don't know either. I think yeah. it was just for a visual sake. But by the time Sting was like out and like ready to fight, he was back up to his feet again. I think maybe that was like a protest thing. Like, well, if I'm on my knees, you definitely can't move me, little tiny referee man. Uh, uh, I'm not going anywhere. I don't know. Like, that's just yeah. me spitballing, speculating. Uh, but yeah, so then we have a little bit of a, a tussle up on the ramp. You did piss me off at that point. The, so the ramp that WCW used was like wood. There was no pads. It was just a wooden ramp. And Ryan did his bullshit trampoline thing again on me. He was like, oh, bouncing, fucking pads and shit. Like, it, you can clearly see that there's no give to the ramp. It's just a wooden ramp. But anyway, you're going to say something that's wrong, so just say it. <laughs> it's just that wood has give to it. You bounce off of wood a wood platform it's going to have like if these guys do it all the time there is a little bit of give to wood you can see it like you see these guys shoot back up after they hit it uh can i ask you a question yeah can i slam you on my shuffleboard table that's a different type of wood (laughs) all right that's that's a hard wood eric (laughs) okay all right fair enough we'll move on so a couple couple moves there um, you see, so initially I was just like, oh man, he's going to fucking shit all over this match. As soon as the ramp stuff happened, I was like, God damn it, Ryan. But then, so Sting charges Cactus Jack uh, with the Stinger Splash and then he misses. So Cactus ducks and then Sting kind of gets hung up on the ropes briefly before he falls into the ring. That seemed to sort of catch you. That's that's the first moment of the match where you're like, oh, that was a cool move. They missed, but it was... Well, yeah, sure. It was, but it was authentic. I, I liked it, yeah. It was authentic. It was, yeah. Your use of the word authentic doesn't make sense on this program. <laughs> I hope that there's no children listening to this that are getting a erroneous... I feel like 33% of people might get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
was a callback to the mini-sode from many, many moons ago That from the time we post that. But anyway, um, where the fuck was I? Okay, so then they go about to the concrete. And that's when shit really sort of picked up in this match. So there was a point even when you turned to me, I bet that they're not going to slam each other on the concrete. And not only did they slam each did other. Did I say that? Or did you think I was going to say that? Did you I, did say did that. And then I responded, that? I'll bet you money. <laughs> okay, I did. <laughs> you did. You absolutely did. And then they did a, fu- well, they, Cactus Jack did a fuckload of shit yeah. onto the concrete. Yeah, it was, that was, it was impressive. I, yeah. Like, so, I mean, as far as some of the things that he did, so there was the big Cactus Jack elbow drop. So he basically lands like hip first on the concrete, which doesn't feel great. But like of the ways, like if you have to land, I guess. You be careful with that. <laughs> like you can, that's a. I've seen him walk in the past three to five years. And not as well. Not yeah. so great. But, um, but anyway, so big Cactus Jack elbow drop. Then he does a neck breaker, which was basically both guys sort of like twisting and falling on their backs. Uh, and then what really sort of escalated things, and I think what really kind of sold you on like, oh, shit, Cactus Jack is insane. So there's a move in professional wrestling called a sunset flip. And traditionally with a sunset flip is the guy's sort of like bent over and uh, his, their opponent will jump over their back and kind of grab their thighs while they're kind of after they flip and they're landing, laying down underneath them, will kind of. Uh, propel them over into a pinning predicament. Cactus Jack did a sunset flip, but in this case, he jumped from the ring apron over Sting and like landed back first onto the concrete from the ring apron, which is like an elevated, I don't know, three, three and a half feet. And then he leapt off of that and landed back first. It was just like at that point, he's just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah, there's a lot of, there's heavy, heavy hits. Like some of the, <laughs> Like I like not the most impressive moves, but the way they were landing, like 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 on concrete, like it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. It, it was. I mean, yeah, it can't, it can't not hurt a lot to like go like that's. And that's what a lot of Cactus Jack he, he was doing things to, like to the point where you know, okay, that there's no yeah. way of faking that, right. Right. Um, like, the, the, like this goes beyond the level of like, oh, well, they use smoke and mirrors and all this other shit. Like, okay, this is concrete. I'm going to land as hard as I can. I'm a 300-pound man yeah. jumping from a high surface. And then it's, it takes a lot of balls to fucking do that. Like, even just yes. to jump off those rings. Like, uh, yeah. Absolutely. And so after the sunset flip, there was a couple of times where Cactus got his head bashed into the guardrail. Kind of shitty camera shots, but it looked like he was taking those pretty... Uh, pretty hard into that too. Then he gets backdropped into the fans, so there was a little bit of brawling out into the audience. We hoped that they would make their way to the gulf, but unfortunately, just didn't work. Didn't work out in this particular match, but that's fine. And then we had the suplex onto the concrete, where Sting like flipped Cactus over his head, which that was another highlight of the match. Um, they eventually go back into the ring. Uh, <laughs> there was remember the reverse leg up. Yeah, you didn't. Was, you didn't like that. Well, like he spun him left to right. What are you doing? He had his leg, and he <laughs> wait. He, what he spun? He had his leg, and then he spun it right or left or whatever direction it was. Why? Why does it matter which direction he spun him in? Because he just spun around. He was still on one leg. He had one leg planted, and he just like spun him. What should he have done? 
like up or down. <laughs> well, down would have made. Well, I don't know. I mean, he's a wrestler, Eric. I don't know what I like, get creative with it, but like at least up. Like I, I think he 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 assumed Cactus Jack didn't have the athleticism. Yeah, like, it didn't hey, fucking if I, work. Bad, I, yeah. Well, true. Yeah. So Cactus went to go kick Sting in the gut. Yeah. Sting grabbed the the boot, which hey, heck of a heads up move there. I mean, you then, have him right there. What are you What are you doing? Like. Hey, you're preaching the converted. I'm just telling the people what happened. So, so Sting has Cactus's boot, and then Ryan's suggesting he's either to go up with the boot, which yeah, I could see that working, or down with the boot. Maybe less of a good idea, but either way. Uh, but what Sting did was he he went to I don't know either the left or the right. Probably doesn't matter. But then Cactus caught himself, spun around, and then clotheslined uh, Sting and took him down. Yeah, total miss. Total, bad, total bad miss. move. Bad move. Well, that, I mean, yeah. you know, you didn't expect Cactus to be quite so cagey. Um, so then we have a couple of running knees in the corner. So then eventually Cactus has Sting in the body scissor and he starts slapping Sting in the face. Yeah, and you can Sting starting to kind of like get pissed. And it was neck veins coming out. Yeah, He did have really prominent neck veins. I didn't put that in my notes, but you're, you're absolutely yeah. right. Uh, then what was maybe the highlight of the match for you. It's, I mean, I'll let you speak for yourself, but then there was that big clothesline out to the floor where both guys went careening over the top rope. Yeah, yeah. Was that your favorite match or favorite move of the match? Yeah, I mean, that in the final, but, like, I mean, it sure. was a good... I love when people leap off shit. Like, and really hit it. Like, like you can... Like, that fucking hurt. Like, I fucking love that shit, <laughs> So solid and or like when the, I mean it was a good flip over the ring too. They got the they got the ropes involved a little bit with this yeah. one and like it's, mm-hmm. it's good. I enjoyed it. Um, so after the cactus clothesline out to the floor, that's when Cactus Jack he got your your precious steel chair. I know that you yeah yeah not as much as you were hoping. I know when we first started on this it wasn't endeavor, that great of a chair hit. Sure, uh, I was a little weak honestly, but I like that he got the chair out. Well, we don't see a whole lot of chairs. You know, when we first started this so, thing, I, mean, yeah. I think you were expecting a chair every match, and that hasn't been the case. Yeah, but I did appreciate that he got it out. I can't it's... think of a of, of all, and, and you're right, I don't disagree with you. I think that, like, as far as the chair hits, like, I've seen far more severe chair shots than what we saw in this match. But of what we have seen so far, I can't think of anything that we've seen that was better. It had, like, I thought it had too much potential to be such a weak hit. Like, he had it right there. You get the chair out, and you just fucking go for it. But it was, it just wasn't that solid of a, you had a couple sure. of them. I didn't, like I said, the effort was there as part of, I like the sure. part of the match, but. You, probably all those concrete shots probably, probably were, yeah, warmed yeah. down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then we finally saw the bang, bang. So we got a, got a chance to see a little bit of that. Um, then we had a suplex, another suplex, a belly to back where Sting kind of picked up Cactus and then just dropped him backwards, which, man, that that's at least. I think I mean I didn't actually count, but that had to be like seven times that Cactus like just went back first or hip first or whatever the case may be on the concrete, which just oof. Pile driver. We saw a pile driver on the concrete. One of your favorites. I'm, I must have missed that. <laughs> we talked about it. I know. I know. You remember you saying like, if you, what about you doing that on the concrete? Like, it just takes. I, I, well, you I, commented I, on it right after it happened. You were just, I, it's a pile driver, and yeah, well, you pick up the guy and then you drop him on the on head. head. No, I didn't. I didn't you see call, you, your your exact phrase after that happened was um, that he was a little too tired. Maybe you should have done that a little bit earlier in the match. <laughs> uh, I, re- I I don't remember. I've seen a pile. There's another move. So all right, that's fine. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Then eventually, so Cactus gets up on top of like the second rope. So he's not on the top rope, but he's yeah. on the second one. And then he jumps to the outside. Sting kind of counters and like Cactus crumples. And then from that point in the match, that was sort of the turning point where Sting was just dominant the whole way through. So uh, you go back to the ramp. Uh, Cactus gets slammed out there. Um, Sting goes to, he starts hitting Cactus with the chair now. And then Sting goes for his finishing move, which is the Scorpion Deathlock. Uh, which is a submission move. Cactus rolls off of the ramp, so they both kind of fall off. Uh, eventually, they go back up, and then eventually that's when Sting kind of climbs up to the top rope, and then he clotheslines Cactus, who's still outside of the ring in the ramp. Pinfall, one, two, three. Yeah, match. Good finishing move. I, that was a, is a leap. It was a, it was a fucking leap. Sting was a hell of an athlete. Yeah, he you was, tell. He yeah. was a great, uh, like... It, that's Again. a scary fucking move. Again, like these guys, like, there's not much room <laughs> off the side of these, these like, you know, this ramp either. As a kid, I did not appreciate Sting for multiple reasons. One, I thought he was a Hulk Hogan ripoff. Mm. Two, um, his, his interview skills were also not of the caliber of a Hulk Hogan. So for like several reasons as a child, I was not a super big Sting fan, yeah. but. Looking back on his body of work now as an adult, I can appreciate just like how athletic he was and how good he was. Yeah. Grant, he's still not great on the microphone. Like even like today, I'm just like, he kind of sucks. But in ring, very, very athletic. And I think his his body of work, when compared to Hulk Hogan's body of work at that time, um, it was it was better. Yeah. It, or at least it holds up better. Oh, I, I, mean. I, I can respect the loss in this one. Sure. Yeah. So so you kind of buried the lead there. But yes, Ryan predicted Cactus. He went he went with his heart. He was won over by Cactus's determination and his willingness to put his body on the line. Wrote a fucking book. He wrote a fucking book. Uh, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, some more a little bit later. But yes, yeah, so Ryan predicted Cactus, who did lose. That puts Ryan's record at 17 and 17. Still fair. Still fair. Still great. Still, I mean, one might say middling. I would never say that. Some might. But I would never be that dismissive towards you as my I know you wouldn't. as the talent. Um, so okay, so the last thing, well, I guess a couple last things. So we got to do some science. So put on your lab coat. We're gonna meet meet our minds in the middle. Uh, we've got our assistants here. That's not actually true. It's just you and I. But uh, you can pick up that thing if you want. You don't have to. You can read it. Uh, what do you think? Top area, middle area. It doesn't like sound like a I like the match. Like Okay, so I, top topish? Like, yeah, I gotta say. Okay. Like top ten. Alright. Top top five. Probably not top five. Okay. So five to ten. Okay. So let's see. So what do we got five to ten right now? So we got Chris Champion versus Don Valentine. That needs to get bumped down eventually. I don't know if this is gonna be the match to do it, but that match fucking sucked and you're horrible for putting it that high. <laughs> Number five, um, is that what you said, or number six? Number five is okay. Chris Champion versus Don Valentine. That match is garbage, and you're a horrible How early hit. was that in the... Uh... That was part of the lightning round. You were, oh, you were hurting me I because yeah, yeah, I was yeah. punishing it was you. a great match. It wasn't. Just stay there forever. You could have done that match. And me saying that... Five, makes... Make sure that doesn't move. Okay, so then we have Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect, which is another good match. I'm trying to remember things that would like spark your memory yeah. about these things. Mm-hmm. So Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect, that was the one. There was a lot of hair hair stuff where people were kind of throwing each other by the hair. Uh, there was a bit where Bret Hart like literally stripped Mr. Perfect of his singlet towards the end. Oh. It was just a good, solid 
fucking wrestling match. Good number six. A good number six. Yeah. One of my favorites as, as my time as a Ute. Uh, Andy Kaufman versus Jerry Lawler. That was the, yeah. the comic, comedy match. handicap match. <laughs> Another good one. Roy Rumble 92. Hopefully I don't have to remind you too much about that. We watched it last episode. Uh, Sid Vicious versus Lee Scott. That was a squash match where Sid like literally threw the guy outside the ring and then he threw him back in the ring and just tossed him around. And then what's 10 is Team Piper versus Team Flair with the poster. And overall, besides that, pretty boring match. <laughs> so those are the matches in that area. I just feel like it should be like a number seven. I feel like seven would be a good number seven. So it's bumping Kaufman and Lawler down. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fair at this point. Okay. Yeah. We're getting to the point where this is not going to be uh, feasible anymore. I don't know what you saw the for. I think How do you not move this to like I have a Google Doc, yes. but I need a tablet. I think my wife has a tablet that she has never ever used. You just do it right here, right? Yeah, if you could see it. I don't know. I mean, with your old man eyes, I'm not sure if just you send me the doc on my phone. I don't want you editing this. So I, I have a feeling you'd put Chris Champion and Don Valentine at number one if I gave you editing rights to that. Uh, sting. Okay. Cool. The science is now complete. And as with all sciences, once it is written, it shall never be adjusted again. Because you get, you get science right the first time, everybody. When you're doing science the right way, like we do here on the Hardmark podcast, available on... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. You don't have to change it. Okay, so last thing I want to do before we get into Eric's Wisdom Tree, episode 29. So we already know what we're going to do for episode 30. We're going to get fucking shithoused, and we're going to watch some deathmatch wrestling. Which, in case this wasn't clear to you, Cactus Jack is going to be very heavily featured in that deathmatch episode. Nice. So it's going to be Cactus Jack, Jack. your guy Cactus Jack, along with Terry Funk, who we've also seen a couple times. He was in that empty arena match with Jerry Lawler, etc. So we'll we'll delve more into that in episode 30, where we also uh, drink a lot. I don't know how much, but I I don't know. I'll probably feel real bad the next day. I'll just say that. All right. Good. But uh, episode 29, that's next episode. I'm... Let's see. How do I want to say this? I do not want you to come back to me and say, Eric, stop giving me shitty matches or something to that effect. I don't want you to come to me for saying that. So here's, Have I not said that already? You, I mean, not this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've said that like several times, but okay. Well, not today. Not today. Not today. Today was in, a good match. In the past. It was a good day. Today was a good... <laughs> gosh, glad you, I'm glad you think so. Okay, so next episode. Just as sort of a palate cleanser, because the death match is, is, again, something we've been building up to for, gosh, it feels like a year at this point. I don't know if it actually is or not, but it's definitely been going on for a while. Next episode, I'm going to give you the choice. And I have one, two, three, four... Five options for you. Now, just to because I, I know that you're a nervous Nelly sometimes, we're going to <laughs> we're going to watch all these matches at some point anyway. So even if you don't pick something that you're intrigued by, we will eventually get around to it. So don't have to worry about that. But this is basically like what intrigues you most. Okay. And so all of these things I will say have some value either as something that you might really, really like. 
or something that you might think is really, really stupid. And as we've seen, you tend to rank things that are really stupid highly anyway. <laughs> as we saw with Chris Champion versus Don Valentine. <laughs> but um, nothing is as it seems. And I'm not going to give you a whole lot of information. I'm just going to give you a summary. Mm-hmm. And even the things that sound like, oh, that kind of sounds like boring and I'm not interested in it. Trust me, there's uh, going to be something that you are interested about okay. this match. Okay? So I'm just going to give you... The general theme of what this contest is, and then you can pick between the five. But you got to pick today, and that'll be next episode. Got it? Yes. Okay. Okay. So your first option: one-on-one match. Do you want me to say yes or no? No, no, no. I'm just gonna. I'm just give me time here. Like, oh, a time. Oh, that's fair. Okay, sure, sure, sure. I'll give you the approximate year. So one no, 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 no. I'm just saying you're like you're you're pausing after each. Why did you pause? I'm letting you because you don't listen to me when I tell you things. So I'm letting you digest. <laughs> just go run. Okay. One on one match. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hardcore match. So that means you know like minimal rules. Okay. Pinfalls count wherever, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Extreme tag team match. Yeah. So also minimal rules, but now you've got four guys. Steel cage match. Oh, shit. So we've not seen a steel steel cage match yet. Uh, And then uh, the the fifth and final, Lucha Libre. Hmm. So one-on-one, hardcore. I'll just go through one more time. One-on-one, hardcore, uh, extreme tag match, steel cage, and Lucha Libre. Let's see your options. Sell me on two and four. Why are you giving me numbers? I can give you fucking numbers. Uh, okay, so you're talking about the hardcore match yeah, and the steel cage match. Sell you. Tell me more. They're both from approximately the same era. I would say right around the year 2000. Um, they're both... It, <laughs> I would say that those are both two matches at the height of the Attitude Era, for better oh, or for nice. worse. <laughs> One of those two matches are considered to be among the worst professional matches professional wrestling <laughs> matches of all time really uh i yes i won't say which but one of those are considered to be a fucking god awful match um I, i'm thinking it's a hardcore match but i have no idea just my gut i mean if there's any other information um, i can help with you you know what i i think i want to i think i want to go with the steel match yeah the steel cage yeah steel cage match okay yeah. all right I will mark that on our list. So can't fucking tell now if that's <laughs> the worst match. So next episode, episode 29 is going to be for any wrestling fans listening, <laughs> the kennel from hell match. Uh, Very famous professional wrestling match. So enjoy <laughs> that. Cool. All right. So that brings us to our last thing. And the last thing as per usual. Eric's Wisdom Tree, where I tell Ryan something he desperately needs to know. He usually argues with me. He's u- Have you used that Dove soap yet, by the way? Just move on. With so, really quick note. Uh, last episode, as you've heard, uh, I gave Ryan some Dove soap. And, uh, actually, no, you didn't know that. So, we talked about Dove soap. I forced Ryan to take Dove soap with him. He I feel like, you're, you're, like the listeners think I'm not clean. I mean... Like, I'm not a clean, soft-skinned... Can I feel your skin? (laughs) Uh. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, it's it's not up to me. I don't know what the 66% of people are thinking right now. I think you've made it pretty clear after these last, like, four episodes that... Well, you don't have a removable shower head. Right. Like, not clean. And you don't use soap for your face. Like, these are facts. These aren't me speculating. You've said the. Hope- but anyway. That's... See, uh, yeah. This- Okay, we, 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 we beat that horse to death. We don't need to get into it. But, but you anyway, just got into it. You brought up the dub again. I was mentioning you it. You brought it up before the podcast and after the podcast and the last podcast. Uh, if you say so. But anyway, um, so this week's Eric's Wisdom Tree for this episode. It's a new brand of soap that's extra moisturizing. <sighs> That'd be good for you. This is just jumping out at me. I don't know why. Hmm. Uh, a woman jerked a dolphin off. Do you know about that? This is real. I uh, did you know? Did you know that a woman um, jerked off a dolphin? Is that considered like animal abuse? In this case, it wasn't. Yeah, like I. I Do you know the story? <laughs> no. I, I don't. So there was a woman that was basically teaching a dolphin um, lessons. Like dolphins are very smart. They're, right. they're like you know almost as smart as humans. They're also like super sexual creatures. If I'm not like they fuck things. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. dolphins fuck. Yeah. There's one thing I know about dolphins, and I am an animal expert, as we've established on this program over the past few episodes. <laughs> dolphins fuck. But uh, the thing about dolphin, this dolphin was, so this lady was basically in this enclosure, basically living with this dolphin. And this dolphin was sort of like an adolescent, teenage mm-hmm. uh, dolphin with hormones going crazy. And so after all this time spent together between this human woman and this dolphin male... Uh, it started like rubbing its dolphin penis on her leg as she was trying to give it lessons. And so what she found was if she if she jerked the dolphin off, then it would um, then actually pay attention to the lessons. And so when it would get real randy, she would basically just relieve this dolphin and then then it would act and this is real. Like you yeah, can read yeah. articles about this. This is actually, you know, something that took place. I remember when the Shape of Water movie came out. Uh, there was some articles written out about this this subject too. Um, but yeah, like this woman actually like jerked this dolphin off, and she like talked about her experience doing it, and you know, it was for the science, which we can. You know, I've jerked off Ryan countless times Jesus. trying to get him to watch these matches, <laughs> so I can definitely sympathize. Uh, there's a. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a Reddit post from like a long time ago about like this kid who like broke his arms. Okay. His mom like eventually I maybe it's not the broken arm kid or like something was wrong and like she jerked him off and he he's he's going over this it's him he's doing like what's called like an AMA and yeah. like it is the best comment like hit like if you just go look at the comments and I think it's from like ten years ago and it is. And he answers every fucking question about it, like how in depth this went, like what it, it just all starting from you know again like adolescent, like <laughs> so his mother, his mother did it for him. Yeah, but they ended up like fucking too. What? Yeah. Oh, like, all right. Okay. I mean, I that's was... where the cutoff is, Eric, for you. Like, I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, like jerking off is you didn't seem like. You know, um, that didn't really happen, though. Do you think? Like, there's no way that really happened. 
I'm that's that's got to be a fake made. I mean, I'm sure that the the posts and and whatnot actually happened, but I'm saying that the story behind it. So is so so, but but the the thing is, is that these the the like the moderators of the subreddit have to verify this information. Like, how do some, you verify that, Eric? I don't fucking know. But again, one of the greatest like just threads of all time. I'm gonna. I'll have to send it to you, but. That's Please. just what it, what it brings me to. Um, and I think what the main takeaway of this wisdom tree is in this case is if there's a will, there's a way. If you want to teach a dolphin some important lessons and you got to jerk that dolphin off so it like fucking listens, then hey, you're going to milk that dolphin. What do they do in the wild when they don't have someone to jerk it off? Like, Well, I mean, can't dolphins like rub it on stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Well, you seem to be such an expert on, on other animals. I'm surprised you don't know the answer. Humans? Wait, what, what animals are you talking about? Dolphins. That's what you're asking about. What right? animals am I an expert on? Are raccoons? Every, every, seeming, raccoon. seemingly every animal. Raccoons, snakes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm just curious. To, like, Let's find out. Okay, yeah. let's see. Like how adolescent dolphins handle that. In the- can I'm going to Google right now, can dolphins um, masturbate? And then that'll, that'll be the wisdom. I bet it's fucking yes. I bet they... Dolphins masturbate. Why isn't it automatically filling in? This putting me on an FBI list. Dolphins have long penises that they can manipulate like it was an arm. Masturbation is fairly commonplace. Jesus. So, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they can masturbate. With one fin or both fins? They don't use fins. They uh, do it without. <laughs> I think that they can. It's. I don't know. Maybe they find coral. Oh, ouch. <laughs> I don't know. A little really cool. It's porcupines. Hey, it all comes full circle. Porcupines can jerk off too. I, I think you should look more into this in the like next next I don't episode. Bring want it back this to and... be that podcast that does that. I just, <laughs> this is a one off. Super curious now. With oh, what the fuck? A dolphin has been spotted masturbating with a decapitated fish. Oh, well. what the hell? Well, good thing that YouTube video got taken down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So there's a YouTube video. There was, wow. but it doesn't appear to be up anymore, which I'm sure that attracted a lot of pretty good ads. But uh, yeah, so if there's a will, there's a way. AKA uh, a woman jerked a dolphin off one time, or well, multiple times, but you know, over the course of a year or something. And that's Eric's wisdom tree. Thank you for not shitting all over that, Ryan. I appreciate that. And with that said, <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to say? To the Markomaniacs before we uh, come back next time with the candle from hell. Oh, that's it. <laughs> he brought his A-game, everybody. <laughs> and if you're not hard, get hard. Once you get hard, stay hard. Take it sleazy, everybody. I would freak the fuck out if I saw a raccoon. Like, if you I would... just kick it, though.